Hello and welcome to Searching for Pixels. My guest today joined YouTube in August 2012. He has 7.2 thousand subscribers and 366 views on YouTube. It is none other than 8-Bit Brody. How are you, sir? 366? Yeah. <laughs> Not thousand, just the six. I like that. <laughs> 366,000, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big time boy. <laughs> I, I, was, I watched your content it's so good. Thank you. Because it's so amazing. I mean, I honestly, I didn't really know about your channel very much until a few weeks ago. I did an interview with um, Mandalore, mm -hmm. and I see him comment on your videos all the time. And I said to him, "What's one of your favorite YouTubers right now?" And he mm -hmm. goes, "Probably the most, the best one who's not the most well known is Abit Brody because his stuff is amazing." <laughs> and oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> so, so you started off in August. 2012. Yes. That's what I have here. I always say that to the people I interview, but then they go, oh, no, I really started in 2009 with this right. other channel. Is this where you properly started, or did you do some stuff beforehand? Um, I mean, like anyone, you know, there's always, like, messing around and doing things. I had a personal channel where I would upload goofy things that my friends and I did for years. Mm -hmm. um, even though the ch this channel started in 2012, I don't think I really started taking it seriously until about say mid 2016 okay so it's, it's really only been about two years that i've been you know d doing weekly content doing the, the same format and the same style um before that it was sort of um i i got kind of sick of all like the jontron inspired people on youtube at the time and the avgn inspired people it just felt like you know, around the time that Game Grumps was starting to take off, you just saw this huge influx of people like wanting to be YouTubers and all doing the same thing. And I don't know, I, I kind of wanted to do my take on what if, what if the worst person in the world tried to make that channel? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I sort of went with that, only uploaded a video every few months, and then eventually I kind of reformatted it into the more live action on the streets things yeah, that I yeah. do now. The used car salesman of video games. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's great. I mean, I was thinking you were going to come down today. I was 50-50 I was in my head. Would he dress like he does in the videos or was he... Uh... I was tempted, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if, if we're doing this in character or not. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess we're not. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I, I did a, an interview with Mandalore, as I was saying before, mm. and I went into his Discord channel and I asked the people in his Discord, what questions would you like asking? And there was one question that came up. Okay. And he didn't know the answer. But now I think you're the perfect person to ask. The question was, um, please ask 8-Bit Brody what product does he use for oh, your magnificent hair? Um, I mean, I just, I just shampoo it. I just <laughs> shampoo it and condition it. Um, Aveda has a really nice shampoo. It's... it's uh, I forget the actual name, but it's, it's the tagline is like thick and full. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I go for the two in one like hair and body. That's my kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I, I have a bit too much hair for the hair and body. Um, <laughs> so ev everywhere, like it's all just a mess. I, I have to, uh, I have to shampoo and condition every part of me. You used to be a bit longer, didn't it? Your hair? Did you get it? Yeah. Uh, I, I donated it a while back. Um, I, I do that every couple of years. I'll grow it out and then donate it, uh, chop it real short. So, very nice. Um, 
I, I was watching your videos earlier and there's one theme that kept coming up like you go to the comic cons and stuff mm-hmm. you really hate furries um yeah i mean in in real life I, they're they're just kind of like it's it's always weird to me because as much as a lot of people say it's not a sexual thing I, I feel like it is. Oh yeah. And even if they're saying, "Oh well, I'm not a very sexual person," then okay, well, you're you're still hiding behind. I don't know. It's it it, it, it you wouldn't see someone dressed in S and M gear in just walking around. I did in London once. I mean, I I did in uh, in Frankfurt once. It's it happens, <laughs> but it, it's weird to me that this thing that is. Whether or not it is for everyone, it is still something very fetishized. Mm. And people want to normalize that fetish in public. And that I don't know, it's, it's always been weird to me. And I think that with a lot of things with the character, I just kind of ramp up things that I've always not liked and or found bizarre yeah. and sort of just turn it to 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. It is very strange, like trying to give an interview to somebody in a, in a big suit. They doesn't say anything. They just they just make noises. Some of them some of them talk. Um, it always trips me out when they take off their their masks and actually start talking to me. Like, oh, <laughs> oh man, this is this isn't the content I wanted. <laughs> Have you ever in your time recording your videos? Has there ever been a point where say you've recorded some content and mm-hmm. it's just been too? I don't want to say bad, but controversial or a bit too much to put in your videos. Oh, all the time. Oh really? Oh yeah. Um, it's, I, well, I would I would say ninety percent of like, because a lot of the times I have to hype myself up and get in character, mm-hmm. and a, lo- a lot of the times when when we start out, I'll just I'll just start saying outrageous things to kind of you know get my crew laughing, get everyone in a good mood. I, I can never put any of that in there because it's <laughs> it's not it's not okay. <laughs> um, no, yeah, you, I've I've had. Um, in one of my videos, in my Toy Fair video, I had that guy, he, he went on a, um, a mini tirade about, you know, kicking out the trash Muslims and everything. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And, and I thought, you know, that was just at the edge enough to put in, but I've had people way farther than that who have, have just taken the mic and, and gone with it on, like, full neo-Nazi rants, <laughs> oh, like, God. bring Hitler back and, like... I mean, I, I can't put that in there. Even <laughs> even if it if it's funny to laugh at to some people, it's like I'm I'm not gonna risk my channel being yeah. being demonetized over that. So, <laughs> which events are they going to? Is that the Comic Con? Anywhere, anywhere. I mean, they're just they come out of the woodwork. <laughs> Everyone comes out of the woodwork at those things. Um, other than that, I, I think more often than not, the type of content that I get that is unusable is where. Just nothing funny happens, right. um, which which then sort of becomes a challenge to me. Is you know how do I how do I turn this unfunny event into something funny in mm. editing? Like th- there will be so many times where I'll I'll you come home from a day or a weekend of filming and it'll just be like, can I swear? Do you care? No, go for it. Fuck it. I'll just be, you know I'll be like, fuck, I didn't get anything good, and. And then I'll have to think, how can I piece this all together? So, I mean, I guess it's kind of like a fun little challenge, yeah. but um, I don't know. Yes is the answer to that question. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking in my head that the content that you're always putting out is 
not controversial, but you find the the interesting characters. Mm-hmm. And I thought the more interesting, the more likely it is it's going to be put on. But I didn't think people would go full neo-Nazi. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Um, f- the guy who played Flash Gordon, I can never remember his name, threatened to punch me once. Right. <laughs> and his lawyer... Um, he was at some convention, and I, I just started interviewing him without... Because right. usually what I'll do is um, I'll, I'll interview people, and then afterwards, once the cameras are off, I'll start expl- I'll explain, like, hey, this is what, what was going on. Is it cool if we use that? Here's a consent form. Are you cool? Like, and if they say no, then I just don't use it. Yep. Um, but I went up to Flash Gordon, and he just started screaming to turn the cameras off. <laughs> His lawyer was there and started saying, if we use the footage, he's going to sue me. And I just stayed in character the whole time. And he got in my face and started threatening to punch. At which point, like, the crew that was with me kind of shut everything off. And they're like, Brody, maybe we should actually, like, Flash Gordon's <laughs> going to punch you in the face. And you're going to, like, this is, we need to stop. Um, but other than that, uh, other than Flash Gordon and the neo-Nazis, I, you know, I, I use just about anything. <laughs> That's great. And so, so say you go out for a, you go to a, a convention for a day or a weekend. Right. It varies. How long would that take you to, you get all your footage, mm-hmm. you take it back. Do you do all the editing yourself? Yes, I do. And how long would that, that take you? On yeah, a rough guess, because it would in, vary a lot. In terms of hours or? What? Yeah, yeah, just a general. Um, it, it depends. I'd say anywhere from 20 to 80. Um, I always try to get everything out, like, for a convention by the next week. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so it, it really depends if the footage is good and I don't have to do a lot of like, you know, jokes in the editing, mm-hmm. then it, it obviously goes a lot smoother. Like the, the video I put up um, this past week, I didn't really have to do a whole lot of editing because I, I was I'm in the process of making another video. Yep. And then I sort of got this uh, got this email from someone who was not too happy with me. Okay. Um, and I just thought it would be funny to, you know, put the put what he sent me into a video and kind of show that to people. So okay. that didn't really take a lot of editing. I, I think that was maybe like thirty minutes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and how often do you get emails like that? So say you've done, you've gone out and you've done some recording. Mm-hmm. Are people usually pretty open to saying, "Yeah, you can use me in the video"? Or- yeah. Um, I think once people realize that you know that it's all it's all good fun, they. they stop caring yeah. um but honestly I, I don't i don't really get a lot of emails or messages of people saying not to use them or that they're they're mad or yeah. anything um when that whole thing was going on with um i think it was january with colossal con yep um i i, I did have a few people that were in some of my other videos started going through and um i forget what it's called on youtube but but you have to take people's faces out of videos if they say like i'm in this video and here's the timestamps and here's my proof that i'm in it and i don't want to be in it okay you don't have to take the video down but you have to blur their faces so i I did have that happen a couple times where i had to you know censor people's faces many months after the fact but I mean, even though I'm getting consent forms and stuff, I, it's not something I want to fight on yeah. YouTube. So, do you have to like, re-upload the video to do that for the blurred face, or is it a no, feature you can? It's, it's a feature. Um, they'll they'll tell you like YouTube will give you a timestamp from this time to this time. This person is visible, and 
until like you, you have something like 72 hours to correct it and if you don't then they take the video down oh right i understand and has that with that colossal con the the events that happened for that has that kind of blown over now or are you still feeling any side effects from that because remember you, you were saying that um <laughs> no, go ahead. You, you were saying that um, uh, your family ma- your your family members were uh, concerned, or mm-hmm. one of your family members was was concerned about the events that were taking place. No, honestly, a lot of my family was. Um, mm-hmm. People, um, you know, I, I don't really get calls from my mother very often, but she was like, "Hey, I heard what was happening, and I hope you're." I hope you, you you know you'll stop doing this stupid YouTube thing because I don't want you to get shot or something. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean I was getting death threats, and the thing that was most upsetting about it was the fact that one, the video at ColossalCon was one of my more mild videos to begin with, hmm. and two, they did nothing about it. They they kind of plastered my face and said. You know, we don't like this guy because he singles people out, which was, you know, a bit ironic. Mm. And then, yeah, then I just, I started getting death threats. People saying, if I ever see him at a con, you know, I'm going to stab him. I'm going to beat him up. And on that post that they made, anytime someone defended me, they would delete the post. Oh, really? Jesus. They started blocking people from their page um, who were defending me. And then... But they left up all the death threats, and they didn't. Right. They didn't tell any of those people who who posted the death threats that they weren't allowed to come to their convention. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It was it was a mess. It's a big mess. <laughs> I went back and w- I watched the video for Colossal Con, and I mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't see the problem. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You, you have done. Well, I say you've done worse. You've done more controversial stuff like. Going asking people if they'd rather stomp on a shit or piss in a bath. Right. So <laughs> I don't see why you got all that that that, that blame for. I think I think it's con- because I started, um, like like I said earlier, I, I sort of whenever I'm trying to like get into character and get in the mood, I'll say things that are dumb to kind of take the edge off of everyone, get the laughs going. Yeah. And I, I made some joke like, um, so what had happened that day was we kept trying to film intros. And people kept coming in front of the camera and saying whatever and yelling and doing their thing. Yep. And so I was starting to get a little frustrated and I was just making a joke to get everyone back in high spirits. And I said something like, oh, we're here at this anime convention because making fun of anime kids is easy. (laughs) And right after I said that, unprompted, someone comes into frame and says something. And I I just, in the moment, was like... (laughs) You see what I mean? <laughs> I told you so. And oh, I think that that intro was what made people mad because I, I, you know, I made a joke about making fun of cosplayers and they, they didn't seem to like that. But I think more often than not in my videos, I try to make myself the, the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like you, know, you, you have all these, these YouTube personalities with these very introverted, you know, for lack of a better phrase, kind of socially inept people, people that don't mm-hmm. really like going out in public. Because yeah. um, I mean, I, I know a lot of YouTubers. I'm friends with a lot of like bigger YouTubers, and they, yeah. a lot of them don't like the fame. They don't like the recognition. They don't like the the spotlight being on them. Oh, really? And I, I think that you know, when, when I was sort of 
brainstorming this character, I wanted it to be, what if it was someone who was very socially inept and who was very introverted, but didn't know it. And they were, they're trying to play this role of someone who is outgoing and does want to be in the public eye. Um, it's, it's layers. It's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, the concept was what if this weird little person brought the YouTube world to the real world? Yeah. Because who everyone is on, online is not, you know, who they are in the real world. And so I wanted, I, I don't know, I, I wanted it to be this juxtaposition of like this stupid online character interacting with real people because yeah. more often like i'm getting i'm ranting i'm sorry that is good go for it. This, <laughs> this is interesting you, you'll see you'll see like jimmy kimmel or whomever doing these like on the streets videos and it's very clinical they they select members of of the public that they know will work for the joke they're trying to make that they, they They'll probably have dozens of hours of footage and only show you two or three minutes yeah. of the people that, you know, are interacting in the way they want them to. But but I, I like to show people that don't get what I'm doing, that don't <laughs> like what I'm doing. Because I, I think it's easier to self-insert, like, oh, man, it would be so uncomfortable for me if some random guy in a 70s outfit and huge sideburns just shows up and starts, <laughs> yeah. you know... Yeah. Starts asking me questions about <laughs> poop and pee. That would be that would be strange. Oh, I think okay. it, I think it makes it more relatable that way. Yeah, how tall is your dad? Right. <laughs> it was quite well. Oh. <laughs> so your videos are about say five minutes long ish. They vary quite a lot, but yeah. Um, I mean, I, I try to shoot for around like seven minutes when I'm making a convention video. Um, okay. It, it it really depends. I I'm not focused. Okay. It, it's 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 avant garde. It's experimental. <laughs> and how much content would you cut from your production? So say, do you film for the, the whole day, and then you you'd pick the? I mean, you know, sort of like like what I said with the Jimmy Kimmel thing. I mean, I'll get dozens of hours and then trim it down to a, a few minutes. Yep. Um, but you pick the people who aren't in on the joke rather than they are. Uh, yeah. Um, or just you know pick pick the best of th those people pick um because i mean there will be gags that i'll do that just will fall flat like i'll spend half a day saying like oh i think this question's really funny or i think this thing's really funny and i'll watch the video and like the the dailies if you will and mm -hmm. uh it's just boring <laughs> um lots of footage of me just walking around yeah because um, once i'm in character the, the cameras just keep rolling right okay so yeah, it's it's tough uh, to weed through all of it, but I don't know. So, and you're obviously the, the main face of the, the mm -hmm. show, the channel. Uh, what can you tell us about the crew that helps you? Uh, is it how many people, and do they have certain jobs? It's it's variable. Um, usually, like a full crew would be um, a guy on lights. Okay. A guy on sound. Yeah. Um, usually checking my mic. Sometimes I'll have a boom operator as well. Um, I think the fullest crew I did was my Smash Mouth video because I had two cameras, 
um, a guy running sound, a guy on boom, and then another guy on lights. So that would right. have been a five-person crew, which usually it's it's anywhere from, uh, depending on the video, one to five people, I guess. Okay. So, And are they friends or are they hired in? or it de- Again, it depends on the video. Okay. Sometimes I'll hire people in, but more, more often than not, if, if it's like a, a last-minute thing, I have plenty of friends that... You know, know how to operate the equipment and we can just sort of wing it all oh, right gotcha so you, you do these videos very regularly uh, mm-hmm. what do you do for for a day job outside of the the channel or is this now your full-time thing it, it is i don't make a lot of money mm-hmm. i'm very small still um i mean i've, I've always um i've always been into like fixing things and selling them so like i'll buy broken consoles and sell them um for a long time i was a game vendor at conventions oh really who knows Mm -hmm. which is which is why uh, another reason why i started to get into it because i would see all these characters and i thought like man i just i I gotta get on that (laughs) um you know i mean other than just you know flipping things on craigslist this is this is my job oh very nice Mm -hmm. and was there a point in your the the production of your channel that you noticed different like big increases in subscribers and views is was there a point where it kind of changed to okay I, I can start doing this full time now or start trying to do this full time yeah I, I think um, you know as I said earlier knowing a lot of bigger channels has helped um, certain people will give me shout outs or you know talk about my my content on their channels and that really anytime that happens i always see a little spike um yep. i think the the biggest one did come from the whole colossal con thing ironically because they were if anything they were trying to have people not interact with me but it just yeah. made me more popular i guess mm-hmm. um no honestly i i probably shouldn't have ever tried to do this as a job i'm not big enough at all i i've been very lucky to have like um, a group of people, uh, you know, that are supportive, like people on Patreon and everything oh, yeah. helps a lot. Um, you know, whenever I stream, people always tend to donate a bit of money and that helps. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's don't do it. <laughs> don't try to do it. <laughs> if, if you're not, I think if anything, if you're not already, making enough money from youtube for it to be a full-time job then don't try it was okay it was not a good idea i mean i guess it was though i it's it's allowed me the freedom to i can i can do anything i can travel anywhere and i have no ties to a job at home which is nice um because you know so it gives me the freedom to go to whichever convention i want whenever i want without having to worry about requesting time off work oh yeah yeah Um, i might not always have the money to go to those conventions but i don't know you just sort of make do i'm I'm like a i'm like a homeless wanderer i guess (laughs) i'm not homeless homeless car seller video games (laughs) and with the channel as well you've also been collecting games for a long time is Mm -hmm. that right yeah yeah Are are you still doing that is that still a hobby of yours or is that kind of Died down a bit with the. It, it is. There's, I'm I'm running out of things to collect. Like I had I had a very specific set list of things that I wanted. Um, I've never been a fan of like completionists, people who want every game on every system or even every game for a few systems. I've always wanted just games that I think are good 
and mm. that I want to play. Right. So I'm kind of running out. <laughs> right, okay. So is that the more of the classic games or the newer ones or a bit of everything? And everything. It's There aren't as many newer games that interest me, though, unfortunately. I wish there were. I'm really excited for EDF 5. That's coming this year to the to the States, to all of North America. EDF 5? The Earth Defense Force. You know those games? Is that with the big, like, ants and the big... They're great. I remember that was on the 360 the first time I saw that one. I think yep. it was a 360 game. The, the third one was on the 360. That was right, the okay. first one that came to North America. In Europe, though, you guys got the first two. They were Monster Attack and Global Defense Force on the PS2. Oh, right, okay. I did not know about those. They're very good. Um, yeah, I don't know. There aren't many games coming out now that excite me. Red Dead Redemption 2 might be good, but I'm not, like, itching to play it. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of sick of open-world games. Oh, I hate them so much now. I'm so tired of them. I think after Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I was <laughs> like, nope, not anymore. Yeah. They're not that interesting. Not that interesting. Are there any conventions coming up that you're, you're planning to go to? Yeah. Uh, I'll be at EGLX this weekend, which... I'm sure by the time this is posted, we'll we'll have passed. Okay. <laughs> so. EGM. Well, where's that? In Toronto. Oh, so that's why I heading to Toronto. Oh, exactly. exactly. Yep. Oh, very nice. Cool. Any any plans to go to? Uh, I don't know if you've seen it on the subway here in Montreal. There's advertisements for. I think it's called Mega. Mega. I've seen that. Yeah. Um. Probably not. I think it's in it's in November, right? Yeah, November. Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll be I'll be back in the states for for all of November. Oh right. Okay. Oh. So how often do you come up here to to Canada? Um. You know, often enough, yeah. I guess. Yeah, we've legalized weed now. I say we; they've legalized weed. Yeah, bloody mental. I've walked past the shop a few times to mm-hmm. see how busy it gets, and there's just hundreds of people. Yeah, queuing around the corner. So maybe one day I'll buy some just to be historic. Don't even smoke, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't either. Um, but I, I think that it's, it is one of those things that it's like, why not? Like, who cares? Everyone does it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, the states aren't far off from it. I think 31 states have it medically legal, and nine states now are completely recreational. So Nine? Really? Yeah. All I can think of is California. I forget all the others. Oh, California wasn't even the first. Wasn't it? Colorado was. Oh. Yeah. Okay. California, Colorado, um, I know Oregon, and Washington, and then five others. <laughs> I don't know. So is that decriminalized? But you can't go to a shop and buy it. No, no, no. It's it's decriminalized in like forty states. Right. Um, in those states, it's it's legal. You can buy it. Oh, really? Like a yeah. shop, you can just go to yeah. a sh- Oh, okay. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting. And when you've gone to your these conventions, mm-hmm. um, you see, I've noticed there's quite a lot of regulars mm-hmm. that pop up. Uh, there's the guy with the loads of buttons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. he, he always keeps showing his head there's quite a few um, are there any that spring to mind that you, you recognize quite often at these conventions that you see a lot um, the button guy was just a happenstance like I I ran into him he he came up to me at one convention and we did a bit with him and then I just happened to run into him again and he was wearing the same outfit <laughs> um, no I, I don't know who who are some I mean, other than people that are, like, characters in the universe, I can't really think of many people that are, are recurring. Mm-hmm. Um, there's someone like Brian uh, from Brian's Video Trader. He's a good friend of mine, and he mm-hmm. he plays, you know, a, a side character sort of role in the universe. Um, 
I can't really think of anyone else, though. Do you have any particular favorite cosplays that you've seen, like, imp- that have impressed you? Because when you, when you do your videos, you often go to some of the... How do I describe this? Not the most elaborate costumes. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're okay, but has there been any that you've seen, like, bloody hell, wow, that's a good costume? Yeah, I, I tend to not, like, want to interview the people that have really elaborate cosplays in general because they... Not all of them, but but the better someone is at something, you sort of reach this point where you know you're good mm. and you want you want everyone to know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're they're very fame hungry. They 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 want to be doing interviews, they want people to notice them. And I I just I don't kinda I kinda I stutter. I tend to avoid um people that want to be on camera, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um I, I like pulling people out of their shell. Um, I, I obviously want people that are fine with being on camera, but I don't want people that are seeking it. So a lot of the better cosplayers, um, I just don't really pay attention to them. No. It's like, like going to conventions where there are um, really, really big YouTubers that just have a long line the whole time, and they're always signing autographs and taking photos. I don't want to talk to those people. No. They're... And I don't mean all of them, but a lot of them get very self-centered and very, like, oh, well, of course you want my autograph. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Best cosplay I've seen, to answer that question, because I kind of skirted around it, I saw a really good 40K cosplay once where someone was in, like, full Space Marine armor and they were, like, seven feet tall and it was, it was great. Oh, wow, nice. But that's probably that. <laughs> And what would you say is your your best moment from going to these conventions, or the most memorable one mm. for you? That's tricky. Um, I know one that V seems to like a lot is when I, I called Gaijin Goomba a bitch. <laughs> um, she he doesn't uh, like me anymore. Okay. <laughs> so probably that. <laughs> uh, great. And a least favorite moment? Mm. That's tricky. Um, I was pretty disappointed when I when I met Charles Martinet. He didn't want to do an interview. Um, I mean, I get it. He was you know he was busy and stuff was going on for him. But I just I asked him for a quick interview and he didn't want to. He wasn't impolite about it or anything. He just you know didn't have the time. And that was sort of a disappointment. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, though, I mean. I, I don't really have any moments that are least... I would have least favorite conventions. There are absolutely conventions, which I don't want to say that I would never want to go back to because they were just awful and empty and nobody was funny. The one in Canada. I'm not going to say <laughs> which ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think more than anything, it's... There, there are never like specific moments that are upsetting or anything. It's, it's sort of... Um, whole days where it's right. just like nothing happened. I don't know. My first, my very first Too Many Games video, that's probably a bad moment. Because I, <clears throat> that was probably one of the best videos I filmed, but yeah. I wasn't able to do anything with it because my audio recorder, so I, I, I film on a camera and then I usually have a separate audio recorder. Yeah. The audio recorder, for some reason, all of the files got corrupted. 
So I had to use the on-camera audio, and this was back before I had like a good shotgun mic and before I even had a good camera at all. Yeah. And I, I couldn't use most of it. It was There was too much feedback and noise from the, the crowds. I had Even what I did use was barely audible, and I had to subtitle it still. Um, so that was a bummer. Maybe one day I'll... Uh, I'll contact all the people that were in it and have them redub their their parts and remake that video. <laughs> um, with your your character, he's is as you were describing earlier. He's uh, somebody who wants to be in these socials, like he wants to be popular, but mm-hmm. can't really quite do it. And that kind of helps you get away with a lot of the jokes that you go for. Yeah. Is there any time you've gone for a joke and it just didn't work? Yeah, I think my whole channel. <laughs> is is that um, <laughs> no I can think of of a one in particular that was really bad mm-hmm. um, I put out a video that was sort of um, it, it was called like the problem with YouTube gamers okay and it was all very tongue in cheek and sarcastic and I, I like throughout the video I was mostly making fun of myself, but there were a couple points where I would like make make a you know little jab at people that I knew. Mm-hmm. And there was one person in particular who thought the whole video was about them. Okay, right. and they uh. they have since like blocked all contact with me. They've stopped talking to me, and I, I, I don't want to call them out or say who it was. But yeah, to this day, I, I I feel bad that I wasn't able to like explain to them like you know this was. This was a joke. This mm-hmm. was a spoof. But uh, other than that, jokes that don't hit, I mean, I edit them out. That's the channel. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was watching one video you did about, um, I'd say it's controversial, the one about uh, piracy. Mm-hmm. That one got uh, quite a few interesting comments. Yeah, no one liked that one. No one. <laughs> it's a fair point, though. The point you made was fair. Here's the thing with that one. That's upsetting. My my watch time on that mm-hmm. at zero. When the video start, people have people paused it. I'm I'm at ninety percent at zero seconds, which means ten percent of people didn't watch past zero seconds. Wow. Yeah. Um, by a minute. I'm down to 30% of people still watching it. And by like minute four or five, it's down to like 10%. So 90% of people didn't even watch half the video. The point that I was making, I don't, I don't give a shit about these big companies. I don't care about like the morality of piracy. Because personally, I don't think it's super immoral. You're not really taking anything from them. Mm-hmm. But the point I was making is, is legally... They have the right to do what they're doing. Jim Sterling was encouraging theft, legal theft, not, you know, whether or not it's something you're fine with is is up to you. But he is making a a public video where he is encouraging people to do something illegal and then acting surprised when those companies retaliate, when they say, no, we don't want this, this thing that is illegal happening. We are going to exercise our intellectual property rights and and maintain you know they didn't really seek litigation but they oh no they did that's right but regardless irrelevant my point with that video was don't i i I hate the way people especially in the gaming community act very entitled about piracy Mm. they act like 
well, if this game, if they're not going to sell it to me for a price that I think is okay, then I'm just going to steal it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, like you, you can have no moral qualms with that. Just admit that that's what you're doing. Like, and I was fine with like, and in the video, I had I had a lot of comments of people saying like, I don't care if it's wrong. I'm going to pirate. Fine. Yeah. yeah Say yeah. that, but but don't act surprised when these companies, you know, aim to shut down services that are illegally distributing their intellectual property. Exactly. At the same time, if Jim Sterling were to put up a video and for whatever reason, get a lot of hate. Maybe he didn't like the way the video turned out and he pulled the video from YouTube. If I were to re-upload it on my channel and start getting views and money, he would be pissed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if someone else was distributing something that wasn't... Well, if he's, if he's not going to make it available for us to watch, then, then why can't someone else do that for mm -hmm. free? So, I don't know. People seem to miss the whole point of that video. Well, they didn't miss the point. They didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for... Per Personally, for me, I find that the argument against piracy is that... Um, <laughs> I'm just very intrigued by this little guy. <laughs> They're not that great. They're all right. Give it a try. Kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's, it's that people have worked on that. It's, it's, if, you, if you break down the, the big company, you've still mm -hmm. got teams of people who have put hours into this product. Mm -hmm. And as to say, they deserve compensation, but they deserve profit for the time they put in to make that product so if, if you do have a means to get it mm -hmm. even if it's say it, it's five dollars more expensive than you want to pay i don't think that justifies for me personally right i don't think it justifies taking it for free i mean maybe there's like a really obscure game where the um the publisher is shut down they still have the intellectual property but there is like no way to get it like right. say uh, lord of the rings battle for middle earth 2 Mm -hmm. You can't buy that game physically or you can't download it legally right. because it was published by EA. Then they lost the rights to Lord of the Rings, so they cannot sell it anymore. Right. So if you can't find a used copy, then you don't really have a choice if, if you want to play that game. Right. No, I mean, there's there's plenty of, of examples like that. But, but at the same time, whether or not you think it's okay mm -hmm. doesn't make you entitled to it. Yeah. You can't, like, morally, if, if you don't want to spend, you know, a thousand dollars for a cartridge of little samson fine i get that yeah but acknowledge that you don't want to spend that money like i don't know people like and another thing the, the thing that pissed me off the most was everyone was talking about video game preservation it's it's such a facade they they they, they just want to play those games oh, yeah. there was a 4chan thread about me um because of that video and i jumped in the thread and I was talking to them, what if there was a museum that existed? And there are a few. What if there was a museum that existed that did have every game ever made? And, you know, for a $5 admission to the museum, they'll give any person access to any game they want. Mm -hmm. And people were like, well, what if I don't live near the museum? Well, what if I don't have the $5 that day and I just want to go in and play a game? Okay, then you don't care about preservation because those games are still available. They're, they're not being lost to time. It's, it's, I don't know. Like, fuck, I don't care if people pirate. I don't give a shit. Just pirate stuff, but don't don't act like you deserve to pirate it. Yeah. That's where, where I get upset. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange. It seems like it's only really in the, the gaming community that... Mm -hmm. That rears its head, you know. 
but maybe with films as well but that's more just like because it's free and quick for get for films yeah i mean i think i think people with films like they if it's not on netflix they'll just go to the pirate bay yeah um i don't know at the same time though like it's it's the the only thing that bothers me about it is people acting like they should be allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Like morally, it's fine. You're probably not hurting these corporations whatsoever, or, or the people that worked on it by taking this game ROM or this this movie MKV file. Yeah. You're not hurting anyone. Disney's not going to be hurt if you download Solo from the pirate bay. <laughs> yeah. But if Disney suddenly you know, tracks down everyone who's uploading their files and gives them a cease and desist or does seek litigation, don't act like there's some big monster because they're within their legal rights. If you have problems with copyright law, talk to your congressmen, your senators, change copyright law. Mm. Don't don't just sit on the internet and say, yeah, well, copyright law is stupid, so I should be allowed to do it. Okay, like, yeah, okay. like maybe you think drinking and driving is stupid, but it's still the law. Yeah, exactly. I know that's that's not a fair comparison. Yeah. Jaywalking, then, like, I mean, I do too. But but again, if you have a problem with it, don't say, "Well, I think I think that we should be allowed to jaywalk, so I'm just going to do it." Yeah, exactly. You're still breaking the law. If you have a problem with it, then then talk to your talk to talk to your your city council and say maybe we should have more pedestrian crosses yeah maybe i'm i should be allowed to jaywalk at certain times if there aren't cars on the road whatever but acknowledge that insect acknowledge that insect (laughs) um if something is illegal regardless of what you think about it morally it is still illegal yep you can't take the law into your own hands at that point just because you disagree right. with it. Like, they're, they're all acting like they're Robin Hood and they're not. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's the thing that's the most upsetting. Mm. Whatever. Games are stupid. Cancel games. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Uh, A nutritious treat. <laughs> you got apricots there. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, dear me. You ever come to Anti Cafe before? Mm-mm. No. It's pretty good. It's like an antipasta. Antipasta? Yeah. I forget what that word means. It's a type of pasta. <laughs> I've heard of antipasta. You have or haven't? Haven't. Okay. Let me, let me Google it. They have Wi-Fi here, so I'm able to I'm able to tap into that. And yeah. that's why it's anti-cafe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty cool place. You pay by like three dollars an hour or something, and you can have as much as you want. Three dollars an hour, like while you're here. Oh. So you, you can have as much food as drink anything you want, and you just pay by the hour. Up hmm. to the maximum is like $10, so you could spend the whole day here and it would cost you, with tax, like $12 or something like that. That's a pretty cool idea. It's, hmm. good. it's good if you're somewhere for a long time. Yeah. Um, well, if I, if I didn't pay, is that a problem? I just kind of walked in. That's what you're supposed to do. Then when you leave, you say when you leave and they calculate the time. Then you pay. Okay. Uh... Antipasto is the traditional first course of a formal Italian meal. (laughs) Also known as antipasta. (laughs) I didn't know that one before. Oh, man. Do you give interviews often? For your channel? Whenever someone wants one, sure. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um... I don't think people care enough. It, it, it ruins the mystery. 
mostly online stuff, I'm guessing, then. Like a Skype call. Or... Yeah. Hmm, why not? Yeah. So, are there any particular YouTube... Uh, there's YouTubers that I've seen on your channel that comment quite a lot. Mm -hmm. um, Mandalore comes to mind. Okay. Uh, are there any particular favourites of yours that you, you watch regularly? Um... I don't know if that's a that's a that's a loaded question. Mm. Um, most of what I watch on YouTube is um, not at all related to the types of videos I make. Um, okay. I don't like a lot of gaming stuff on YouTube. Like, there are people I'm friends with, and I'll, I'll support their their videos, but it's it's not normally something I'm I'll watch in like my free time. I don't. Uh, I don't really get excited about gaming content usually. Right. Um, I think the only like, gaming channel I really watch is LGR. Um, are you familiar? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, he goes like to thrift shops, doesn't he? He, he yeah. Similar that's, to that's, the stuff that. Yeah, I was. I, I've done parodies of his thrifting yeah. videos. Um, <laughs> no, he he does. Uh, I mean, he talks about like interesting tech things um, mm. a lot, which I'm into. I mostly watch car channels. Um, oh, really? Mighty Car Mods is a big one. I love them. I've been watching these Irish guys. Uh, Juiceboxforyou.com is their YouTube channel. Right. Um, they're great. They you can't understand them half the time, and it's amazing. <laughs> um, uh, good. We struggle. Yeah. Even in England, we struggle sometimes. Although I may be getting uh, Irish citizenship. Oh yeah, because you know I don't know how much you know about Brexit. If no. that's yeah, so basically, um, my grandfather was born in Ireland okay. one year before the sep before uh, Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland and Ireland split up. So I can technically be Irish. Hmm. So if I applied for Irish citizenship, I could have dual nationality, be Irish, and stay in the European Union. Hmm. So thousands of people have been doing that back home in the UK, like some loophole to stay in the EU. So I might get that a shot. Can you go to any of the colonies anytime you want? Uh, I've never been. Not, not probably. Not <laughs> probably. Not the U.S. colonies, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Canada, Australia, oh, like New Zealand. Ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have to get a e visa or something like that. So I go online. I pay like five bucks, five dollars. Hmm. And I can just go through. You don't need a passport? I need a passport as well, okay. yeah. Yeah, I need a passport. But there's no, like, I don't have to go to an embassy and get a visa. Mm. Nothing like that. Um, and for while I'm staying in here in Canada, I'm on a working holiday visa. Mm -hmm. And usually it's one year long. But for certain countries like the UK, Ireland, France, they get two years. Mm. So things have, like, a connection in the past kind of thing, you know, a bit closer relationship. Weird. I can stay for two years. That's interesting. Yeah. Hong mm. Kong I can go to, like, no fucking problem. That's great. Oh yeah, does does England does England still you still with Hong Kong? <laughs> no, no, we broke up. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, there's still lot, there's still connections there. Right, right. If you go there, it's uh, it's really weird. It's like half Chinese, half English. Hmm. But they drive on the left, and there's double decker buses, but everything's in Cantonese and weird. It's very it's interesting. Have you been? Yeah, hmm. uh, I used to live in China. I lived in Beijing for a year. You're all over the place. That's what I'm trying to do, man. Okay. It's fun. I like adventure. No, I'm into that. Yeah, it's good fun. But uh, yeah, I lived in China. Then I traveled around Asia while I was there. And then lived in France for a bit. Now I'm here. And then I might go to Japan. And 
Fuck news. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> exactly. Life's a risk. Exactly. Makes it interesting, at least. Yeah. No, I'm into that. You do a lot of traveling yourself? I do. I like having a home base, though. I have a lot of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have lots of games. <laughs> a lot of games. I have a lot of music equipment. I have, a, I have cars. I, I have to stay in one place. Mm-hmm. I'm a self-made man, though. Yeah. I earned it all. <laughs> you got your base in America, then. Ohio still? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you jump around from there. Ohio's a great place because... Ohio is great because it's like Columbus specifically. It's sort of like an untapped American city. Um, It's it's one of the bigger cities in the U.S., but not a lot of people know about it. Um, They refer to it as the the biggest little town in America. Everyone's everyone there's still super friendly. It's there's tons of stuff to do. being in Columbus, you're an hour and a half from Cleveland where there's a ton of things to do. You're an hour and a half from Sandusky where there's a ton, like amusement parks and water parks. And you're an hour and a half from Cincinnati where there's more amusement parks and it's another big city. And, you know, you're right across from Kentucky at that point. And there's a ton of things to do there. You're three hours from Detroit, three hours from Pittsburgh, three hours from Indianapolis. Uh Six hours from Chicago, eight hours from Philadelphia, eight hours from New York City, six hours from Syracuse. Like, in one day, I could drive to almost any major U.S. city, like, any northern U.S. city on the the East Coast. Okay. It's like, I can just get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas if I lived in Philadelphia, boy, I would never want to drive to Chicago. Mm. That'd be awful. Yeah. That, that'd be, you know, more than half a day. I don't know. Columbus is a great hub. That's the point I'm making. Okay. Travel to Columbus, where where art makes Columbus, and Columbus makes art. <laughs> That's this new advertising thing we've oh, really? been pushing. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, d- I did like that video you made when you came to Montreal and just gave people Pepsi. <laughs> that was a good one. I have a sequel filmed, but I, I'm waiting for the right time to release it. Oh, right, okay. Is it Coke or? No, no, no. It's... um. Let's just say, I want to be as vague as possible because I don't want the video spoiled. Okay. Um, sorry, I keep, when I have food in front of me, I want to eat it. Just like Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Um, there's more than two languages spoken in that video. And the primary one's not going to be English. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave it at that. Can you speak French? Well, you can speak, I think you can speak a little okay. bit. Uh, okay. What did I just say? My French, you know, that's right. Yeah, my French isn't very good. Yeah. I had to think about it. I just, I, I just said it. It just came out. I, I guess I do speak French. <laughs> oh, that's great. Calice. <laughs> Where is Ohio? Because you're talking about Ohio. It's in, it's in I, the US. Oh, okay, right. It's, <laughs> Um, More specifically, because I know nothing about America. Can I? Yeah, yeah, go for it, yeah. All right. Well, here's the UK. (laughs) Um, I'm going to draw a very accurate US for you. I know. I've I've done this before. (laughs) Um, And then here's Canada... All right. Yeah. So, 
Montreal is about here. Okay. Toronto is about here. Yep. Ohio is here. I maybe need to add a little more to the East Coast, but Ohio's right here. So the Great Lakes, you know, here's Michigan. Oh, uh, okay. Right, gotcha. I got a friend who lives around the Great Lakes in Fond du Lac. Uh, oh, God, what state is it? I think the closest airport is Chicago. Oh, so maybe maybe uh, Illinois. Further that way. Illinois over here. Or uh, Minnesota is here. And Illinois, I don't know. It's, it's no longer to scale. Can, can you sign it for me? There we go. I can uh, I can flog this on my channel. That was a, was a prize. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Perfect. How much is it worth? Well, uh, I'll, if I do flog, what's the other side? It's my insurance policy. Oh, <laughs> my oh. health insurance policy. It's just the details. Oh, okay. I didn't have any paper. There you go. I can put it on eBay now. Yeah. Oh God! You got someone to read that at a convention, didn't you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's my go-to thing. Because it seems so innocent at first, and it's yeah. not. <laughs> Much like the character you play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. So, at the moment in your channel, you're doing lots of... There's lots of conventions. There's, um, you talk about certain topics every now and then as well. Mm -hmm. Going forward in the future, is there a particular branch you want to go down with your channel? Is there something new you want to try? Or are there ideas in your head that you're thinking of? Um... Yeah, I have a couple ideas. Uh, I've thought about reformatting it entirely. Um, YouTube is actively doing a lot of things to, and this isn't just like speculation. I, I, I don't think I can get into details contractually, but YouTube is doing a lot of things intentionally to hurt smaller channels. Okay. Um, Smaller channels tend to be the more problematic ones with advertisers, and they want to take steps to limit smaller channels. Um, it's harder to regulate small people because you can't you can't keep an eye on all of them. So if, if you keep everyone small, then they they can't get advertising. Mm -hmm. um, so again, don't want to go into details with that, but. Um, because of that, unless you're doing daily videos, it's it's next to impossible to grow um, doing periodic content. Okay. So I might have to switch from uploading weekly to monthly. Um, okay. At which point I would be doing the same type of content, but I would reformat it. I've thought about doing like a Space Ghost, Coast to Coast type thing or like an Eric Andre show. Okay. Um, where I would have like a set as the home base. I would still put the same amount of time and effort into it, but it would be, like I would have this home base, like maybe me behind a desk, like some 70s talk show. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. then, um, oh, that'd be good. and then be like, oh, now let's check out this, this clip where I went to this convention or whatever. And then yep. it would be, you know, instead of having an episode or a video every week, th those videos would be part of a larger video. I see, okay. So I, I might make a shift towards that at some point be because YouTube isn't promoting one 
uh, what am I saying? I lost my train of thought. I started thinking about antipasta again. <laughs> um, YouTube it d doesn't promote your videos if no one's watching them, if that makes okay. sense. Right, yeah. Um, and so, like, I've, I've had a lot of people that I know in real life, um, you know, family members or friends, other YouTubers will say, Yeah, man, I, I, you haven't been uploading for a while. What's going on? I haven't missed an, a weekly upload in over two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but some people think I haven't uploaded in months. Um, I've had viewers tell me, uh, people in my Discord or whatever will say like, oh yeah, you know, I have the bell turned on and I haven't seen your videos for, for a couple weeks. I didn't know, I thought you were taking a break or something. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. No, YouTube's fucked right now. Um, I had a friend tell me recently he made more money last month on Facebook than he did on YouTube. On Facebook? Yeah. Facebook has a new program where they're, they're trying to compete with YouTube. I see. I so I've, I've been uploading older videos onto Facebook. Just, just why not? Yeah. Um, but either way, to, to answer your question, yeah, I'll probably reformat at some point if, if it doesn't trend up. Because for a long time, my channel was trending up. Yeah. Then it stagnated. Now it's dropping off again. Right. Okay. Um, my last month, I had the worst views that I've had in over two years. Okay. And I had the worst subscriber growth I've ever had. Right. So something's not working, mm -hmm. and I, I, I don't know. I don't want to put all the blame on YouTube, but the type of content I want to make clearly isn't aligning with the type of content they want to promote. Okay. And maybe, maybe I'm just full of myself and I need to realize that my channel's not that good or, you know, maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. It's tricky. Uh, I'm sure other smaller creators know how it feels. I'm sure, I'm sure you know how it feels. Mm. Um, you know, cause you, you've only been doing this for a couple months now, right? Yeah. It's been about, uh, where did I start? Probably early October, around that time. Okay. Um, I started off, well, I came to Montreal on August 22nd hmm. and I lived in a hostel, worked there to stay there for a while. Okay. And my first recording session, I was, luckily there was nobody else in the room because I was working there. It was in like the, the employee's mm -hmm. bunk bedroom. So I had this microphone set up on top of a bunk bed, hmm. with like the windows closed and drunk people smashing around downstairs and just like, shut up. <laughs> like, hmm. I got to start somewhere, you know? So it is relatively new, um, but I'm still learning a lot. It's it's tricky though, um, when people tell you you're doing everything right, mm -hmm. but for some reason it's just not working. Yep. Um, then like, what do I need to be doing differently? I don't know. Hmm. You know, if you're covering the right topics at the right time, if your your videos are the right length, if you're doing your tags the right way, if you're doing your titles the right way, if everything is perfect, but it's just not working, then what? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Reevaluate your life is the answer. And with this with this talk show thing, yeah. would you would it be like? just saying, oh, here we are at this expo, or would you say have guests coming in as well? Yeah, like I mean, I would, versatile in that kind of I, 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 Like I said, I, I was thinking like a Space Ghost or Eric Andre type thing. 
Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd like. I think it'd be fun to have guests, have different like recurring segments. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of things brainstormed. I, I don't know if it's something that will ever come to fruition, but it's it's an idea I've been throwing okay. around with a couple people. Okay. So would that be like a longer form video as well? So right, yeah. exactly. So instead of putting out like four videos in a month, I would take those same four videos and put them inside this talk show format and then have other little bits in between them. Okay, right. So it, it maybe turn out to be half an hour per video. Okay, yeah, gotcha. And that may work better with the YouTube algorithm. Exactly. That kind of yeah. thing. That sounds really good. I don't know. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a change, but like I said, it, it's it's an idea right now. It's it's not nothing beyond that. I'm not taking steps towards it, but I'm I'm throwing around the idea. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And for your videos, where do you get the music from? I make it. Oh, so, yeah, because you get like some classic tunes, but, you know, digitize them in a way. Mm -hmm. So do you run it through a filter or do you actually compose it? Or? Um, it depends. Sometimes, usually what I'll do is I'll pull up like sheet music for it. And if I want to be really lazy, I'll just convert the sheet music into MIDI and then dump that through an 8-bit program. Okay. Um, if I... If I want to take time and make it sound good, though, then I'll, um, I mean, I, I almost always start with the sheet music and then just kind of go from there. Um, converting sheet music to MIDI is usually the best way to start and then just using like a MIDI editor to mm -hmm. either add in bass lines or tweak this, tweak that. Um, so I, yeah, I don't really think it's fair to say I make it, but I, I arrange it. Um, okay. If I just flat out cannot find something, though, I'll see if anyone else has made it. There was one I, I wanted to do a little Dicky song for a video, uh, which why the fuck would there be sheet music for Little Dicky? There isn't, <laughs> and I did not want to take the time to transcribe it and figure it out. Luckily, someone else already did, and I asked to use their track, and they never got back to me. Oh. So I used it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But if they ever tell me to take that video down, I'll say, I guess I have to. <laughs> oh, God. What's the... Um, some of your videos, you might I think, two or three videos about you going on Omegle with the Skype chat yeah. and seeing what you can find. What's the weirdest thing you've found? Except for the guy jacking off to Halloween. Oh, I mean, we've had, yeah, lots of people jacking off to look like weird things. The thing that weirds me out about Omegle is I don't understand when people put in, like, tits as an interest. And it's like, what are you, you're expecting, like, a girl to also be like, yeah, I'm interested in tits. Here yeah. they are. Yeah. Or, like, I'll put, I'll put women as an interest and, and, like, are you, and like, are you expecting to find women? Yeah. I'll put dicks dicks is my interest and then you'll see guys and it's like oh yeah let's talk about dicks let's you want to show your dick like no no are you another dude i don't i want to find someone who's interested in my dick i don't want i don't want other people like people don't seem to realize that the interest section on omegle goes both ways <laughs> oh god you did find a fan on there once though didn't you i think one of uh, a couple videos. times yeah yeah now, yeah um i think i don't know i think it's fun i usually like tweet out whenever i'm gonna do an omegle video and hope that people Come oh, find right. me. So. Oh, okay, I thought it was just coincidence. That would have been a hell of a coincidence. It would. It would have been great. That would have been amazing. Um, so I've only got a, a couple more questions left. Um, okay. What's your favorite game or game series? I know you're interested in Earth Defense Force, but if you had to pick... I love EDF. Uh, um, and Double Dribble doesn't count. <laughs> um, that's tough. From, from I think it's easier to like break it down by genre. 
Okay. Um, Earthbound was was super important to me. You know, when I was younger, I've always loved Earthbound. Mm -hmm. um, the Mother series is really good. Um, really into shooters, uh, oh. like first person shooters. I'm into like Doom. I think is one of the best games of all time. I, I love the Halo franchise up to a point where it went downhill. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't really like game Mega Man. I like Mega Man. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. I, I'm in a lot more of like the classic stuff, not to be like a fucking cunt about it, but yeah. new new games. There's just not many that interest me. I, I to me with with the game, I like I I like to view games as a challenge or like an experience. Okay. I don't like games that are very story driven. Um, I, I like to feel like I've accomplished something. I like games that make me feel like I have to earn a skill to beat them. Yep. Um, which is why I don't think I like a lot of RPGs because it doesn't feel like I'm earning a skill. It feels like I'm grinding a character until they're good enough to beat a boss and then mm. I beat the boss and then I don't know. So I, I, can't, I can't get into most open world games because it doesn't feel... It just feels like I'm going around. I can't get into a lot of collectathons because I'm just going places. I, I tend to like <laughs> platformers um, from like the eight and sixteen bit era. Hmm. It's vague answer, but there you go. There you go. Ever play? Uh, speaking of shooters, ever played Time Shift? Um, is a Sierra publisher, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Hmm. I'm thinking of Time Splitters, but no, I don't think I've no, ever played Time Shift. Shift no. Oh, okay, I'll introduce you to that one. Okay. I mean, the single player was pretty average at best, but the multiplayer was so funny. See, I'm not into multiplayer games. No. Um. I mean, there are some shooters that I, I don't mind playing competitively, but in general, I think that I like cooperative games. Mm -hmm. But but I. T to me, there's always been something bizarre about competing in game. I think I, I'm just not a very like naturally competitive person. Um, I don't know. I just sort of feel like it it, it, it amounts to nothing in the end to me, um, in a more visceral sense, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't really like uh, competitive games. What was what was good about the competitive aspects of of Time Shift? Oh, it was just funny. It was basically it was, it was a, an arena an arena shooter in a way. Okay. But you had um, grenades you could throw that would either slow down time, stop time, or reverse time. Hmm. So you could throw to some like stop time grenade at someone's feet, just unload bullets into like this this semicircle that's around them. Then it disappears and the bullets just hit him in the face. Hmm. But it was just pretty funny. Like if someone tries to snipe you, you, throw down a reverse time grenade, they shoot it and it hits them back. Hmm. So th the single player was boring. To be honest, I'm playing it now. It's like five yeah. out of ten or something. But it's about um, basically someone goes back in time, becomes like time powered Hitler. Hmm. But it's not very good. But the multiplayer was bloody funny. No, it sounds, it sounds interesting. Yeah, I, I like. I I tend to prefer arena shooters. Mm. Um, I'm playing a lot of old uh, Lucas Arts games. Getting back into those because I don't know. I I feel like for console games, I've just sort of played almost everything in my collection, and I'm kind of running out of things to play and I'm going yeah. going back through I 
I played a lot of those games back in the 90s, but I'm going back through and like rediscovering them, if you will. Mm. Um, they're, a lot of them are dumb. I'm on Monkey Island 2 right now. There's a <laughs> lot of just dumb moments. Yeah. It's a, it's a very funny game, but there's things that you just never think to do. Mm-hmm. I hate having to resort to a guide, but I find more often than not in this one I, I am. Oh, yeah. I'll just get stuck. Yeah, I did that with the Grim Fandango. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. There are there are a lot of moments in that game though as well. What other questions do you have? There's one. Oh, I uh, <laughs> I started playing a game uh, recently because I watched one of your videos. Um, Doki Doki Literature Club. Okay. That was that was good. Well, that was interesting. Yeah, I I didn't really like it. I, I made a video about it solely because someone said this game's going to be popular and you should do a video about it. It's my least favorite video I've ever done and it's my most viewed one. It's your least favorite? Yeah, I hated that video. What? Um, because it wasn't me. I, I made that video to get views and to get people into my channel. And it worked. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That that It just it didn't feel like me. Okay. But that was a that was interesting. Hmm. That that twist. I won't ruin it. No, it was it was interesting. Um, I'm I'm more impressed with the coding of the game, without spoiling anything, mm-hmm. than I am the game itself. I do like that it's not just a typical anime visual novel. Yeah, it does something interesting with it. Yeah. Um, but to me, it it fell flat a bit. I feel like it could have done more they have a really interesting collection of uh movies and, and tv shows i see something in cyrillic back there i got mulan yeah mulan almost famous and is that tokyo drift yeah yeah fast and the <laughs> furious god they've got a good one sherlock holmes as well damn it's it's, it's very di- diverse very eclectic <laughs> yeah perfect for a coffee shop well i have a couple fast and furious movies yeah you collect movies as well, don't you? For your, yeah, um, yeah. I collect movies. Maybe you can steal one. I mean, borrow one. I'm not going to steal or borrow <laughs> any of their movies. <laughs> uh, great. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think uh, that's it for now. Okay. Um, thank you very much for coming along and doing this, Brody. I really appreciate it. it was, I had a good time. No, I thank you, you for did having as well. me. I, I did. And uh, next time you come down, um, we'll go thrift shopping and uh, we can do Brody Eye for the British guy or something. And- <laughs> Oh, I like that. That could be a good one. That's a good idea. So yeah, thank you very much. All right, goodbye. I'm I'm dead inside. (laughs) Cool, there you go. I'll just stare at the camera for a few minutes here so you get good... uh, Okay, you keep staring. All right. Searching for pixels, more like sucking these dixels. <laughs>